Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, the only thing I don't like about this platform is that it is called Zencaster. I would like one to be called Contemplative Prayer Caster. <laughs> I would like it to be called uh, Discalc Carmelite Caster, please. Thank you. Welcome to the Crunch Daily Podcast that goes to Lowe's and Home Depot on the same day. That was me on Saturday. Yeah, do it. Do that one. I have, I have some stuff to talk about with that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> go go nuts. I. What do you mean? What I don't understand. Do, do that one. That one's funny. I just I did it. You want me to do it again? You oh, yeah, laugh. sure. Do it with more energy. Okay, well. <clears throat> Welcome to the... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Morning... You didn't expect that one, I did, did you? not expect what that What if one. we did this whole podcast in the style of Morning Sports Radio? In the 1990s. Oh, my God. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Grudge. 93.7 only... The Fan. The only podcast that went to Lowe's and Home Depot in the same day. It's your boy, <laughs> Ethan. How yeah, about those Jeez. Let's objectify women on the radio. <laughs> Isn't this a bit? Wasn't there some show where they did this? The sports caster. Uh, uh, I think radio it was Weenie in the Weenie in the butt. <laughs> that was what it was. It was in Parks and Recreation. They did Weenie in the butt. Yeah, I'm sorry. I feel bad for ripping that off, but I think that was actually. I think Weenie in the butt might have been something else, but that's classic. Well, I'm gonna cut you. I'm cut. I'm gonna bleep it out when you're saying those words because I don't want that on the podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna well, let everybody think about what you're saying. This is the clean cast. This is a clean cast. Um, I did go to Lowe's and Home Depot in the same day. Yeah. Was it Gosh, because... that was... Can I just say something real quick? Absolutely. And this might upset some people. It's half your show. Lowe's, greater than sign, greater than sign, greater than sign, Home Depot. You're absolutely correct. I I went to Lowe's and the level of, uh, let me just say, helpfulness, the signs made a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Everything was organized like it just made more sense where everything was. It didn't feel like you had to walk across the store to get to something that was related to something else. Yeah. Home Depot, chaos. <laughs> Absolute chaos. They had, you know how they have the tool displays? Sure. At Lowe's, it's just the tool displays. And you as a customer get to look at them and say, wow, maybe I could have those tools one day. At Home Depot, there's a bunch of signs on all the tool displays that says, make sure to count tools at end of day. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, does Home Depot really have that big of a, a nabbing problem that Lowe's does not have? Yeah, is it like people walking out with those comically sized plumber's wrenches you see in cartoons that fall on Elmer Fudd's head? It's like, that guy yeah. that guy didn't come in with that. He's like, no, 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 I brought this. This is from home. Yeah, and uh, just, who's calling me? Guys, I'm busy podcasting. I gotta turn off my work phone, because otherwise, <laughs> I'm gonna get all these phone calls. I need to get a work phone. What's the 701 area code? No way you want to buy real estate in Oklahoma. Get out of here. Do not disturb. Sorry. And then I went to check out at Home Depot, and the machine was broken. The self-checkout they, machine was busted. Do and they, they have those like, no- gigantic mega iPad checkout machines at your Home yes. Depot? Yes. They have, one, they have that on mine, too. 
Yeah, I just I don't understand. Pretty nice. What, what are your thoughts on 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 Lowe's and Home Depot? You said you had some thoughts. I I rarely go to Home Depot for myself. Yeah, I'm usually Ooh, going to Home yeah. Depot or Lowe's for someone else, namely my father or my Phoebes. Um, Phoebe and I have gone my to Phoebes. Lowe's and Home Depot. It's the same twice in twice in one day, mm-hmm. mostly for plants. Plant. Oh, yeah. I don't go to the plants section. Let me tell you what I got at Lowe's this weekend. I got a branch <laughs> lopper. Cool. Like right. one of those extendable arms. Yeah. I was literally, I looked like a fool. I was standing in the aisle and I extended it as far as I could go. And I held my arm straight up and I was going, <laughs> just trying just imagining myself in my backyard. Like, will this work? I ended up purchasing it. Um, I got a, I got some light bulbs that didn't fit our sockets. Don't know if you've ever done that before. That's a hard one. That's a I, can, have you been in the light bulb section lately? There's too many. Talk about something that yeah, is. Yeah, first of all, I have been in the light bulb section. You can't find anything because it's so darn bright. You're just like, where is everything? Uh, I was going to say, talk about a section that's counterintuitively unilluminating. <laughs> right? I, uh, everything, every box, there's a 600 boxes, and they'll have light bulbs indicating some kind of knowledge or wisdom or, or clarity. <laughs> and yet, each box is different, but they're all the same at the same time. Yeah. Like, I don't understand the difference. Every single bulb is GE's best bulb. It's like, guys, you can only make one best bulb. These guys, these can't all be the, the best because one is clear, <laughs> one's 150 watts, one's 60 watt, one's dimmable, one's not dimmable. How can they all be the best, GE? I don't understand. I was standing there for 10 minutes just looking at <laughs> the bulbs. And then the one that I bought was the wrong one. That hurts. I know. I got some wood glue because all the chairs that we bought on Facebook Marketplace, I wouldn't consider myself to be obese. No, certainly not. You you and Emma are by far the people who would not break chairs. Like and, if I had to pick anyone. And yet when I sat <laughs> down on the chair, the legs went and they, they splayed. Bambi. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I had to get some wood glue. When we when we had our goats, one of them we named Bambi because when he came out, he did exactly the Bambi thing where he just like spread like fell. yeah. Someone sat on him and he just fell down. Bloop. Yeah, it was it was awful. <laughs> it was but it turns out I was like, oh, they're just like Bambi, and it's like, well, it just turns out that's just what four legged animals do when they try to walk. They fail at it and they just spread yeah. eagle. Yeah. So anyway, Home yeah. Depot. I'm just I'm talking about this because I I had to go to lots of different stores this weekend because I. Just had the day off. It was Saturday. Emma was working, so I didn't have anything to do other than be productive. I went to the mall. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about a place that's overstimulating. I always if you are get not used to stimulation. I always get so what's the word? Like nihilistic when I go to a mall. <laughs> yes. I'm always like, nothing, nothing matters. Yeah. Nothing matters. Everything here wants me to just open my wallet and just dump it out on the counter. Like that mm-hmm. every single place is just like engineered to take my money from from like the the posters of 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 scantily clad women over there to the 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 Febreze being pumped out of Auntie Annie's over there. Everything mm-hmm. just wants my money. It mm-hmm. just wants to appeal to the base instincts of a of a human being. N- not only is it a visual minefield for men and women who are trying to maintain custody of their eyes. But it is 
but there's no way interesting how there's no way to maintain custody of your nose that's a that's an interesting thing and i'm it's sure aquinas has written about this because you have to walk through the jc pennies to get to the concourse uh-huh and in walking through the jc pennies you're hit with all the smells it's very that, true that are in the jc pennies and then you get out and like what you're saying you smell the pretzels you smell the coffee you smell the sabaro uh-huh. you smell the chick-fil-a you smell the, the hollister the ho- and then the Hollister hits you. Yeah, th- those. And those, then, and that then how Hollister's dark and smells The thing that people forget is that you're smelling other people. There's <laughs> a lot of a lot of people stink in there. Yes. Uh, I just I literally I was in there for maybe 20 minutes, and I that's I'm good for the quarter. Like I don't think I can go back. Yes. Whenever until... I go to a mall, it feels like an event. Yeah. You know, it feels like it feels like I'm parking. You got to gear up. Yeah, it's like I'm parking in this gigantic parking lot. It's like a Disney-sized parking lot. And I just, the, from the moment I get out of the car, I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> it's made for people who enjoy shopping as recreation. I do not enjoy shopping Which I as don't, recreation. I don't get that. I really, if someone enjoys shopping as recreation, please post in the chat how... Facebook.com slash group slash the Crunchcast. What's wrong with... You. Like Facebook.com slash group slash the crunchcast been popping off lately. Everybody loves Facebook.com slash groups slash the crunchcast. Also, a side note, I think we've gotten a new patron every day this week. Have we really? Yeah, since since we dropped the new the new Bible Amazing. cast. Yeah. Wow. Five dollars, five bucks a month gets you an extra two podcasts a month. Oh my gosh, it's two fifty a podcast. That's a coffee. That's a coffee at Starbucks if you're like a real cheap coffee drinker like me. It's one coffee per cast, baby. Coffee, coffee cast. Per ca- coffee cast. Okay. Coffee cast. Speaking of the Bible cast. Tell me. I bought something. You see this book right here? This is not the book that I was actually thought was here. I there's another big book that was <laughs> Patrick held on, up the wrong book. I held up the wrong book. The, wrong the, other, book. the other book the other book is in my car, but the book you were oh, talking no. about, the Catholic introduction to the Old Testament. How yeah. much did you pay for that book? Uh I think it was Fifty dollars. I looked it up. It was about fifty dollars. Guess who yesterday ordered it on Amazon for thirty-one dollars, used like new, and got it today. Um, I look. It was me. I'm gonna give you oh. the answer now because I was so excited. I did that. It was so great. I was like, I was sitting outside and I was like on my phone and I was like, oh my gosh, it's available for like thirty-one dollars. That's a twenty-dollar discount and it's used like new and I could get it tomorrow if I order I think- within the next eight hours. I think that means you owe me twenty dollars. That's what I think that means. I'll give you ten. We'll call it even. Uh, I'll meet you halfway. But I got it today, and I opened it, and it was covered in like shrink wrap. It was. It's brand actually new. new. It's actually new. I got a twenty dollars discount on this great book. I was it like, wasn't like new. It was. There was, was a young. Va- there was a young Valley girl describing it, and she said, "It's like new." <laughs> well, <laughs> so, what happened was some ga- some kid thought some kid bought it for. For school, thought he was gonna need it. And the professor was like, "Yeah, I don't really use the textbook." And he was like, "Well, dang it!" So he just gave it away. And the Gosh. guy was like, "I can make a, I can make a pretty penny off of this." But I was, I was, I was reading the the book that I got, the version of it that I got from the Franciscan Library, because mm-hmm. uh, in the Bible in a year we're going through Isaiah right now. And I was yeah. reading the chapter on Isaiah, and I was like, "Dang, Isaiah is so cool!" And I was like, "I wish I could take notes in this book. I gotta buy this book." So I bought the book, and so now the Bible cast is gonna be. Oh boy, I was working on it yesterday. I was working on the Abraham cycle, the Jacob cycle, and the Joseph cycle, and nice. the Eunice cycle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited for for Abraham, but we can't we can't do it too much here. Otherwise, we're just going to be talking about we're it. We're just going to talk about the Biblecast, and then cast. this be free Biblecast, and that's not how Biblecast works. Not, no, 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 no. Everybody knows that you have to pay to get the Bible. Freely, we have been given, and so for five dollars a month, we will give. <laughs> for five dollars a month, 
I think I just did the math, and I think I've I think seven seven new patrons at five dollars a month puts us at thirty five bucks from the Bible cast, and I just spent thirty dollars on a book, which means when you split we you got to keep buying books so I gotta, we keep making money. I just broke I just broke even on the Bible cast today, so that's that's kind of funny. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm proud of you, except Thanks. for that you have to take that 35 and you have to divide it by two. Yeah, so give really, it to you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Whoops. What else is going on? Anything else happening? Oh boy, something's happening. Tell me. One year anniversary, baby. Oh shoot! By the time you hear this, I will be one year anniversaried. So that's kind of interesting. How, yeah, right. Uh, one week before my zeroth anniversary. <laughs> Is your one year anniversary? Indeed. Tell me, tell us all. I'm sure the listeners want to know because I want to know. Top three things that you've learned uh-huh. or or have grown in from your first year of marriage. Um, I'm just putting you on the spot, baby. Communicate. Do you, uh, you got to give some? Give, tell some more. You gotta, <laughs> people want content. Um, don't like like. I would say I would say like talk about the the uncomfortable stuff like if you don't want to talk about it it probably means you should talk about it um pray together all the time uh, as many times as you can if you feel Mm -hmm. like you shouldn't you should probably do it twice as much and then um don't be afraid to give more than you get that's what i got wow do not be outdone in generosity that's pretty good. Just try, just try and outdo each other. That's what that, that, those, those are the things that I that I try to do with with Phoebe's. Like when, like we we do division of labor, right? It's like she does the laundry every other week. I do the cooking every day, right? But it's like when <laughs> I cook pretty quick, though, so yeah. it ends up being about the same. But it's like when I come home and she's doing laundry, even though that's her thing that she's supposed to do, I help her with it, right? And so and ah. when when the dishes are to be done. She's like, I'll help you with the dishes, you know? So it's like, it's like, we still, we divide the labor, not so that we make sure that everything's fair, but so that we have the opportunity to freely give. Whoa. It's good stuff. That's pretty good. Yeah. I think everybody, I don't know anything about marriage yet. I will in about uh, two weeks. Oh, also no matter how much, how many times you've been in the same space with a person, no matter how much, how many times you fought together, how many, how much time you've spent together, nothing could prepare you for marriage besides actually marriage. Oh yeah. So like it's kind of kind of a dour note. No, 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 no. It's a great thing. Like nothing, nothing can prepare. Not even I. I honestly, I wrote, I wrote an article about this in Catholic Match. Not even living together can prepare <gasps> you for marriage. Really? Yeah. Because like, there's just something. There's just something different about the whole. This is forever. Yeah. You know. I kind of had a moment today. I won't say where I was. I was sitting on the toilet in my office, but I was just. <laughs> It kind of just hit me like a like a truck, like in a week and a half, I'm gonna be married, and that's n- not gonna go away until either I die or Emma dies. Yeah, and that's just like it's just a a change, and and uh, like I can't undo it. A huge change. Yeah, I have one more story, and then we can do our topic. All right, um, all right, cool. I made a baby cry. Uh, not, sorry, not, I made a three-year-old cry yesterday. That's uh, kind of baby. Anyone under five is a baby. Everyone under five is a baby. We went over to a friend's house, um, a, a friend who's a coworker of mine, and she's she's like married and has like three kids. So, um, and her her son Matthew uh, wanted us to go watch the Olympics with him. Nice. And um, 
because they said they said they said they were like they were like yeah the only thing that's on tv for the next two weeks is the olympics sorry guys um (laughs) and uh so they were like we can watch the olympics and he was like can can mr patrick and mrs phoebe come watch the olympics with me i had to i had to leave so i I, we had to tell we had to tell this little kid that we couldn't watch the olympics with him and he started crying patrick i know I know. I was. And I was thinking back. I was like, you know what? I probably could have just gone and watch the Olympics with him for like two seconds. He would have loved it. And he would have loved it. But then afterwards, I I came over when he was sitting on the couch watching the Olympics. I came over. I was like, whoa, look at that swimming. And I sat on the couch and like watched it with him, and then left, and he was fine. Um, because you know who know you know who don't don't hold grudges. Three year olds. Um, they yeah, they, they, they they're like, what's quick. yesterday? <laughs> you yeah. know, like what's two hours ago? Um. And I don't even put, remember the 2008 Beijing Olympics. It's I like, know, right? I know that you do. You're just lying. <laughs> but so, and, and Patty, the, the the lady who invited us over, um, she like she picks up her son and she just goes, "It's it's tough to be three. Like everybody say, it's tough to be three. Like we that's what we say when he cries. Like it's tough to be three. <laughs> and this kid can like verbalize when he's uh-huh. like. He, he he he's like he starts crying he's like i'm having a hard time <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just like this is so sweet i was like i was like man she's such a good mom you know she's not like she's not saying it's okay it's okay because that like doesn't help you know it's no, like because it's not she, okay it's not okay i'm crying you know it's like she's <laughs> affirming that it's tough to be in your situation and like he's dealing with his problems and i was like man Probably could have just watched the Olympics with them. Yeah, it's good to learn. It is good to I'll, learn. I'll share one other story. I might have told this. We went to our mentor couple's house for marriage prep, and they've got four kids, uh, and the oldest is like 10, and the youngest is, I think, maybe I don't know, one and a half, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. And he's at the point where he's walking around and vocalizing, but he's not necessarily <laughs> like speaking. Yeah. Like he can say words, but not, you know, thoughts, I suppose. Sure, sure yeah. Um, but he can communicate what he wants. And so uh, they told me this story. I have never seen it in person, but I can imagine it because it's this bald baby who looks way older than he is. He's kind of at the age where it's like, you look old. Like you look like an old man, but in a really tiny person's body because he doesn't have hair, but like his eyes are very expressive, you know? Uh And (laughs) yeah, it's just kind of funny. And so there's bald baby that walks around every morning. There's a big barn door that leads into their like main room or the parents room Mm -hmm. or whatever. Every morning, he yanks the barn door open and goes, breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so funny to me to have this little old man wake you up in the morning demanding breakfast. (laughs) Uh, Breakfast. So Are we all just little old man children <laughs> demanding yes. breakfast? Demanding breakfast. <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> but these little kids, they were so excited for us to come over. They were like standing at the door, like watching. Yes. And apparently, like, kid, the day before, kids, that age, kids they, under the age of ten are so fun because they love just, they love when people come over. You know, yes, and they're like trying to impress you, and they're like showing you all their toys. Showing, they're showing me his lunchbox. Like, He's like, I have a lunchbox. <laughs> He's like, I have a lunchbox. It's got a rocket ship, and it's got it's got a truck, and it's got animals. I'm like, how do you fit all that in the lunchbox? He's like, no, no, no. It's on the outside of the lunchbox. He's like, no, okay, I'll go show you. I'll just get it. Can I, <laughs> can I tell you? <laughs> I forgot I was going to talk about this on the podcast until right now. <laughs> so the um, there's a, I think he's three or four. Um, he's uh, he's at that age of just innocence, but also there's 
he's starting to blossom into having rationality. You know? Sure. <laughs> yeah. They went to go see Space Jam 2 in the theaters. Great. <laughs> and apparently at some point in the movie, there's like an announcer voice that says, welcome to Space Jam. And then Aiden leaned over to his mom and said, we're already in Space Jam. Why are they welcoming us if we're already here? <laughs> Like we're already at the movie. Already why here. would the movie? Why would the movie say "Welcome to Space Jam"? I thought that was so funny. They should have done that year. They should have done that an hour ago. We've been here. For I know so what long. the heck. We just we've been here for an hour. It's halfway through the movie. You can't say "Welcome." Yeah, you like, telling me they, you they're telling me they traded LeBron James for this? <laughs> and then the other kid, the oldest. Everyone gets a story today. Shout out to the Padula family. They're never going to listen to this. <laughs> um, but the oldest one. Uh, do you remember back in the day on TV for the? Dumb kids who like couldn't cast a fishing rod. They just had like a little gun that you would shoot the bobber out into the into the water. You yes, know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It was like a I don't remember what it was called, but you would just stand there and fire the fishing rod instead of casting it. And then there was a little winch on it. You pull it back in. Yeah, it's also um, probably dangerous for little kids to be swinging hooks around. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but it didn't go very far, and like it was one of those things where the commercials tried to make it look like oh it's going so far, but like you could tell it's like it was maybe 20 feet. It's nothing. <laughs> uh, but one of the kids had attached um, a fishing rod to a Nerf gun and used the Nerf dart as like a bobber to like put a hook through the Nerf dart and then use the Nerf gun to shoot the fish. Like just had tape, duct taped them together and basically constructed his own version of it. That's awesome. Made entirely out of duct tape and a Nerf gun and a fishing pole. And I just thought, wow, that is way cooler than spending thirty nine ninety five on a fishing rod gun. Also, he just, some of those Nerf guns can shoot far. Absolutely. We used to put thumbtacks in the darts and absolutely obliterate each other. You're kidding. Yes. <laughs> that sounds so painful. <laughs> Ow. Not if you get the smaller one. Did they get lodged in your skin or they just of like... Of course. Oh, no. <laughs> kidding. No, we never did that. I don't believe that you never did that. I maybe did it once. I maybe uh-huh. got in trouble for it once. I don't believe that Nick Nevy... Has never uh, shot. Has never been walking innocently down the hallway and felt a sharp pain in his buttocks <laughs> and turn around to Nick see Nevy. you, see your eye through a scope, laying on the ground prone, firing a Nerf pistol at Covered him. in like moss, like yes. in the middle of I the believe, hallway. I actually believe that that happened every day. I've been to Melbourne, Florida. There's not a lot to do. <laughs> Nick Nevy, how dare you? There's a beach. Nick Nevy... Uh, that 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 hurts coming from someone from Kansas. Uh, hey 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 Nick, hey! Nick we've Nevy. got fields. <laughs> we got fields, baby. We got amber waves of grain. Um, Nick Nevy has been hurt so many times in his life. I don't understand. I don't understand how he is not seriously maimed. He has broken his arm and leg, and like his split his lip open so many different times. I got a video of him at Cove Crest the other day. He's doing a backflip in the water off of like a pole. I'm like, why are you doing this, Nick Nevy? Stop why is this. he at Covecrest? Uh, he's he's helping out at uh, Covecrest. Oh, is he like a missionary? He is not a missionary. He is, uh, I think he's like doing groundskeeping. Oh. Yeah, he's like doing, he's doing like service core or something. Does he still have to do all of like the rule of life stuff that everybody else has to do? Maybe. Okay, I hope I so. Know. That'd be awesome. Um, I've heard of lots of, lots of my friends have had very positive experiences working uh, at Cove Crest. Yes, Cove Crest is good. Coming out of it and being very transformed and on fire for mission. I hope Nick Nevy has the same experience. Go Nick Nevy. 
Go Nick Nevy. This is a pro Nick Nevy podcast. Nick Nevy, if you're listening, give me a call. I miss you, brother. The problem is every time he goes to somewhere that's Catholic, someone knows the crunch, and he has to live in that. He's in the, like, Wait, in the, Nate, are you, pa- you know Patrick Nevy? In the looming shadow. It's one person over the entire summer, but it ruins his week. <laughs> it's just one guy who's like, hey, I heard the crunch. You know the crunch? As, as a certain you know, cloud passes over in the shape of a cereal bowl, Nick is just running and trying to escape, but he, he can't, shaking he can't. his fist at the he sky. He can't escape it. <laughs> he can't escape it. It's following him. Oh, man. Well, Poor anyway, guy. now on to the big meat of the podcast where I talk about how badly I need a haircut. Yeah, you've been really pushing that thing around all all cast. Golly. Oh, there it is. Woo! Headband. Headphones double as a headband. As a headband, and now uh, this reminds me a lot of seventh grade gym for some reason. <laughs> yeah. It reminds anyway. me a lot of uh, that doll Angelica from Rugrats. Angelica was the, the girl. Cynthia was the doll. Cynthia was the doll. I got him flipped. That's okay. I forgive you. I can't believe you're that up to date on your. I, I'm not up to date. I just my my brain is broken. It has been for a long time. Um, I have a topic. You ready? I'm so excited. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Did you have a topic? No. Were you going to transition into the topic and no, just hope that I had one? I was not. I have no topic. Okay. <clears throat> Bit of a different uh, pace than what we've been talking about. Oh, no. It's I not anything... Like it. And it's not anything bad. It's going to be good. It's Are you going to turn bad. the tone of the podcast into a brick wall? No, 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 no. no. We're still going to have a good time. Oh, okay, but cool. I actually don't know if this topic has any legs at all. So you're going to have gotcha. to help me out. <laughs> I have one line from the catechism and, a, and an idea. And okay. That's, that's, <laughs> that's about it. That's the, that's the crunch podcast version of a wing and a prayer. That's what we got here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, man. Uh, I feel like, I don't know if you had this experience in engagement, but I feel like I've been radically challenged to grow in maturity. Mm-hmm. And uh, Step one, pronounce it like that. Yes. Maturity and I guess just my commitment to relationships. Obviously, my commitment to Emma being the primary human relationship in my life, but also... Yeah. There's no way I can give to her fully if I'm not giving everything to the Lord and allowing him to fill me up so that I can then give to Emma. Because if I'm just drawing on the well of Ethan, that well ran dry uh, in 1996. <laughs> it is it is not a full well. Uh, I can convince myself that it's full, yeah. but it's actually not. And so I've been trying to grow in my relationship with the Lord and trying to pursue him and just realizing a lot of gaps in my life, uh, just a lot that have become very apparent. It's kind of beautiful. We've been praying the 54-day novena leading up to our wedding, and I attribute a lot of this 
these realizations to Mary, just kind of clearing things away and Jesus kind of opening up my eyes and removing the blindness that I've had towards these things and just saying, Hey, this, this is here. This is here. A lot of stuff that's not going to be said on the podcast because I can't put my whole life online. Mm. Just like 70, 80%. Um, but I read the book be healed by Bob shoots. Highly recommend everybody read that book. I don't care if you think that you're healed. I don't care if you think that you don't need to be healed. You should read that book or something, something similar by Bob shoots. Cause it's, it's helpful. Um, and I kind of had this realization as I'm going through all these things and seeing, recognizing, okay, I'm, I'm broken here and I need to be healed here. And I got to root this thing out of my life. I got to root that thing out of my life. And I got to, uh, sharp up my virtues over here and cut out some vices over there all the while I'm doing this. And I realized a couple, I don't know, days ago, weeks ago, recently, I have no time is an illusion right now. Mm -hmm. Um, that I wasn't actually talking to Jesus, mm. you know, all I'm sure you've kind of been through this and we all have at some point or another. My prayer was about me, Ugh. which is, mm, I don't know. We've talked about it before, but, and I was growing in self-knowledge. I think there's a genuine good there. I think I grew, I've grown a lot in self-knowledge over the past couple of weeks, which is you know, St. Teresa of Avila talks about. That's the first kind of step in order to enter into the, yes, interior castle she, so she says she'd rather have someone who is wise and knows themselves more than someone who is holy as their spiritual director mm-hmm. which is crazy it's wild yeah it's very but it makes sense very crazy yeah and so i realized that i was kind of on that path of okay i'm growing a lot of self-knowledge but when i kneel down to pray it's like me just thinking about and spiritualizing these things that i'm realizing that god is showing me but not actually bringing them to jesus to him yeah and it's kind of hard to put into words that there Jesus invited me to begin praying with my spirit. And that's kind of what I want to talk about. The idea of like, I missed it. I missed the word that you said. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to let you try to figure it no. out. <laughs> the word was spirit. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. That's what, yeah. it, that's what it looked like, but your mouth was hidden behind your, my mind, my microphone. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of things, happen in my mind my mind moves very quickly and Mm -hmm. i'm very good at thinking about things and there's just a lot of i have a lot of good knowledge and intellectual things about prayer and god and faith and theology and everything is kind of up in here and so there's my mind and then there's also my body and my body sometimes helps my mind like i wake up in the morning my mind says it's early it's time for you to pray and my body will say no, it's time for you to hit the snooze button for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and then barely make it to morning mass on time, yes. is what my body says. And then just, and then you're going to be very hungry and thirsty because you didn't have any time to eat breakfast or make coffee or drink any water. Ah, I'm your body. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's kind of what my body does. I like making and myself feel bad. I know. And then I was praying about this and realized that there was kind of this there's more to me than just my mind and my body, but it feels like that. Sometimes it feels like it's just my intellect and then whatever I can do physically. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And I can think about something, but if I can't do with my body, then I'm stuck. But there is this realization in prayer where Jesus was asking me, I need you to pray with your spirit and do things with your spirit. And I was like, I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't really understand that. So I tried and I could, 
sense something different because I was trying to like leave my intellect behind and forget what my body was feeling and just pray with my spirit. I looked at the catechism to make sure I wasn't totally off base. And this is what the one, the one quote that I have and this idea that I'm going to present to you and then I'm going to stop talking. What's the paragraph? Paragraph 367. <clears throat> it's the distinguishing between the soul and the spirit, which I think is I, interesting. I, I don't know what this means, but I added a footnote. Do you see it? There's I don't see anything. Foot, there's a footnote on the podcast. Apparently, on you can Zencaster? do that now. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I'll just read the whole the whole paragraph because I think it's pretty good. Sometimes the soul is distinguished from the spirit. St. Paul, for instance, prays that God may sanctify his people wholly with spirit and soul and body, kept sound and blameless at the Lord's coming. The church teaches that this distinction does not introduce a duality into the soul. And then this last sentence is what I kind of want to zoom in on. Spirit signifies that from creation, man is ordered to a supernatural end and that his soul can gratuitously be raised beyond all it deserves to communion with God. Which is such a banger line. Like the soul can gratuitously be raised beyond all it deserves to communion with God. Mm. Um, this idea that like there's something about us that is not bound by how quickly our synapses can fire in our brain or how weak or strong our muscles are. Like there's actually another element to being a human being. And I think when people are inspired by people like John Paul II or Therese of Lisieux or Maximilian Kolbe or insert, you know, your favorite saint here mm. and like the amazing things that they did under such suffering and pains and difficulties and trials, what they're seeing is the triumph of their spirit over their human rationality and their human physicality. I'm going to stop talking there. Okay. And I want to hear, I want to hear your thoughts on this idea of like where the, what the spirit is and how it should push us to do more than we think is possible without it. Does that make sense? You understand kind of where I'm coming from? I need to think through it. I know there's kind of a lot there. I'm sorry. No, 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 you're fine. I think I understand what you're saying regarding talking to yourself in prayer instead of yeah. praying. Yeah. Um, which is why I gave a talk about prayer at Alpha last week, and it nice. was okay. Um, no, it was probably was, really good. What was said was needed to be. I said what the Lord needed mm -hmm. to be said. I did not say mm -hmm. what I wanted to say. Nice. But um, I was, I was. It, it was, it was moving me as I pra practiced it. It did not move me as I said it. So like, I stopped and I was like, I just need to put my notes down and just talk. Um, it worked. It was apparently there was a gigantic bug on the wall behind me, but, um, nice. That was, that was fun. But in preparation for that talk, I watched the alpha video on prayer and I was underwhelmed. Oh no. Incredibly underwhelmed. Um, because they were talking about like how to pray Mm -hmm. And they were talking about what prayer was, and then it, which was okay. It was an okay definition of prayer, um, like why we pray. But then they were talking about like how to pray, and they were like, "Oh, you say please, thank you, and I'm sorry," and it's like, but there's mm. so much more to prayer than that. In the same way that like, 
In the same way that like Christianity is not about making yourself like Jesus. It's about making yourself Jesus. Mm-hmm. Not making yourself. It's about you being made Jesus, mm-hmm. made into Jesus. Um, Christian prayer is not about, it's not a convert. It's not just a conversation with God mm-hmm. in the same way that like, you have a conversation with, could you imagine if you only ever said, please, thank you. And I'm sorry to someone like, yeah, I'm sorry. I shouldn't rant about that, but that's okay. You can rant. What I, what, what the, the, the Bible verse that I wanted to focus on that, like Mm. they did, they, they mentioned in the alpha video, but I don't think they explored. It was Romans eight where the spirit intercedes for us with size too deep for words because we do not know how to pray as we ought like that part. Can we please say inexpressible groanings on the podcast? Inexpressible groanings? Size too deep for words just doesn't do it for me. Really? Size too deep for words does it for me. Really? I like inexpressible groanings. Interesting. But anyway, (laughs) that's neither here nor there. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is, this is the, this is the unforeseen sloppy wet battle. This is what this is. Is is the kiss unforeseen or is it sloppy wet or is it neither? Because both of those things are weird to it's say. It's just so, such God. a weird thing to say. It's sloppy wet song. is gross and unforeseen implies the prophets don't exist. Um, yeah, so we just maybe shouldn't sing that song. That's not possible. Actually, no. I think it's I think it's dead. But anyway. Um, okay, good. Carry on. The 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 part of the 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 part of the the thrust of my talk was as I was trying to describe how to pray I was like honestly we have to go back to the beginning and say like the spirit intercedes for us because we don't know how to pray as we ought mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. not you'll never you'll never know intellectually how to pray as you ought because I was like I was like the the challenge of talking about how to pray is that I'm going to intellectualize it I'm going to try and give you a step by step process and that's not how it works. You can't yeah. do that. And what if you try to do it, you'll end up having a really nice meditation. You know, you'll have a really nice time. Yeah, in silence. In thinking. silence. And that's, that's boring. Um, yes, I've done it a lot. <laughs> it's very boring. But like the... I think when you're talking about spirit, mm-hmm. you have to recognize that it's not your spirit that's doing the praying it's god's spirit dwelling within your spirit they put in me yeah Yeah. it's like my spirit but it's but i didn't invent it in some regards my the formation of my mind was up to me you know like yeah i have chosen the things that i've read watched listened to learned and studied you know uh in other senses obviously god is you know directing my life and he's putting in there what he wants in there but also, I have agency and he respects my free will. I have no control over my spirit, you know, over the spiritual. I mean, I, I suppose there is in some way, like I can choose whether or not I offer that spirit up to God, I suppose. But I don't get to, I didn't get a choice on whether or not it's there, you know? Yeah. And there's yeah. like the characteristics of my particular spirit as opposed to your particular spirit. Like mm-hmm. the spiritual element of Ethan was intricately and carefully designed by God and infused into my body at the point of my conception. Like my mind is this whole other thing, but that, but my mind also has a spiritual component to it. So I'm trying to figure out, like, I don't, I don't know the answer to these things. I don't have anything to teach or to say, but I just am like, when I, when I ask myself and my, 
tell Jesus that I want to pray with my spirit or I want to do something with my spirit, I want to choose to do something hard from my spirit rather than from my intellect, I can sense a difference. And I don't know how to describe that difference. And I don't know if it's necessarily the same for everyone. Hmm? Does mental prayer come from your intellect? It's mental prayer. So, yeah. So half and half? (laughs) Because like one of... One of the things that the spiritual writers talk about is how mental prayer is a bridge for contemplation and how contemplation is a pure gift. Mm-hmm. It's not something you can work up in yourself. It's yeah. not something you can choose. God has to give it to you. Hmm. It's not something that you can elect to have happen. Well, I'm not really talking about like contemplation necessarily. Okay. I, I feel like there are moments where you and I have things to do that are challenging to us, mm-hmm. whether it's having a hard conversation with someone or doing sure. something at work that we don't want to do or physically mortifying ourselves um, or even just prayer in and of itself, like the, the choice to go and do mental prayer, mm-hmm. you know? I feel like if we're, the, the point that I'm trying to make is I feel like if I'm just doing that with my mind, or like the faculties of my mind or just doing it based on whether or not the faculties of my body agree to it. I feel like I'm so limited mm-hmm. and I'm not actually reaching Jesus in the way mm-hmm. that he wants me to. I feel like I'm not, I'm just pursuing him with like a ha- half of me. Sure. And I'm trying to access and figure out what is the spiritual dimension of a Christian? Like what does it, what does it mean to be quote unquote in tune with the spirit because man, like this is the line, like man is a spiritual being, you know. You, Did what you is read that? that? What does that say? Abandonment to divine, to divine providence. providence. But what does that mean? I have a skinny little version. Um, it means. Uh, I'm not trying to like, I don't know, just look for answers, but I do. You, I feel like I'm I'm having a problem that other no one's ever talked about. Profitable before. only when it serves as an instrument of God's activity. That's what the, that's what Jean Pierre Coste de Cosol says. Yeah, but then, you how do you figure out what God's will is without your brain? <laughs> you know, like I don't know. Maybe I'm making think, this too complicated. Maybe I just need to like stop podcasting and go live away from technology for the rest. Well, of Well, I mean, life. I think it's good. I mean, the only thing that the, something that okay. Every knee shall bow said something about how you need to focus boom, on the one thing. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Every time I hear that, I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's time to go evangelize somebody. Somebody, somebody about to get evangelized. Every, t- every hey, time Dave hey, Van Vickle. Come back here. No, stop running. What? <laughs> every time Dave Van Vickle walks into a room, that song plays somewhere. <laughs> and then everybody, everybody converts. Uh, right, but they on. were talking about, they were talking about like, What's the one thing? Because the devil will try to focus, try to like distract you with the many things in your life that needs to change. It's like, what's the one thing? Yeah. And so I was like, in general, I think I need to be better or I want to be better at um, abandoning myself to divine providence. Hmm. I know that's kind of like the one thing forever. Like that's yeah, yeah, always, yeah. always going to yeah, be that's hard. That's the only thing. You've picked but the I, one thing. That's the one thing. But I think... The fact is, like, I can't choose what virtues I need to grow in because mm-hmm. I will only choose the virtues that I deem to be convenient. I want to be patient so that I don't, like, make my wife feel sad. You know, I want mm-hmm. to 
I want to be uh, temperate in my consumption of food so that I can lose weight, right? It's like, it's like I, I want virtue for an end, not in and of itself. But God will choose the tests, the trials. You okay? Yeah, just some thunder went off. Oh. I don't know it's, what you call it's that. A, it's a twister. It's a twister. Oh, it um, could be Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plain, and then takes away your trailer. Um, <laughs> no, it, no. Know. the uh, the the abandonment to divine providence book is really solid. Um, and this is like a blast from the past, but it's good to like recognize that God will place trials in your way. Or this is what yeah. I've been thinking about: is like God will place trials in your way, and He will give you everything you need to like grow in holiness. It's like the the life that God has planned for you is like a curriculum in virtue and becoming a saint. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if you just accept the trials that he gives you, you will become a saint. Um, and I think in reflecting on that, that has in prayer that has helped me pray better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I feel that prayer in a deeper way, I think in a spiritual way, like it's not, it's really hard to express. Um, it's not, an intellectual, like when I was in high school writing, God, the thing that I want the most in this life is to do your will. Like, shut up, Patrick. No, you don't. Yeah. You just really want a girlfriend. You know? Yes. Like, that's what you wanted. <laughs> but it's like, it's. I'm coming to this point in my life where I'm like, I'm coming to this point in my prayer life where I'm just like, yeah, no, like the, the only, like I, I, I'm, I'm stupid. The only thing that is going to help is God's will. And so it's this, this, this point where my like heart is like, gee, you, you're the only one who knows your will. So like, just tell me <laughs> or just, just do the thing. Just do the things that I, that you need to do so that I do the things that I, that you want me to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in that, that, that helps it, that helps Jesus not become like a, a, an intellectual topic and makes him become a person in mm-hmm. my heart and in my soul. If that is in any way related to the topic that you wanted to topic about. I mean, it's, it is related I guess my my issue is that I I, I maybe it's this, right? And this is why maybe I have this problem with the dichotomy between my mind and my my spirit. Um because I probably what's most likely is that I go to prayer thinking that I already know what God's will is. Hmm. You know, like I probably have, it's just me processing, you know, out loud. I probably have some, like definitely have some kind of intellectual, spiritual pride where I, I feel like I know what Jesus wants from me and I know what he ought to be saying to me. And I just expect him to say those things to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he doesn't say those things to me, I'm like, what the heck? You know, I've, Jesus, don't you know that I have a Bible cast, (laughs) you know, like, I I feel like there's a certain element of, I I just show up empty handed, but not in the good way. You know, like I show up resting on my laurels of I've come to prayer and Jesus, I've already done all this work and all this mission work and I'm doing all these great things. I'm trying to do all these things for you. Now you, you, it's now it's your turn to reward me with visions (laughs) and uh uh deep consolation you know like 
and, and not that I ever vocalize that in prayer. That's not what I actually say, you know. Yeah. But then when I don't get the graces that I think that I ought to get from prayer, I'm like, oh, what happened? What I do wrong? You know, <laughs> yeah. but it's, I, I don't actually treat my relationship with Jesus as a relationship. I treat it like, you know, here's this person who's assigned me some tasks. And if I do the tasks, I'm supposed to, I'm going to get a cookie. Like, where's the cookie? Ethan needs his cookie. But if you give him a cookie, if you give an Ethan a cookie, milk. he's going to, he's going to demand that you give him the cookie for the rest of his life, regardless of what you actually will for him <laughs> is, is the problem. Yeah. Does that kind of make a bit more sense? And I'm trying to figure out like how to get out of my mind and get into my spirit is the, is where I'm trying to go here. Have you considered and no. bear with me in this for a moment, just not doing that anymore. I'm trying. I'm it's just so, hard. I'm gonna be such a good dad. I'm gonna be like, gonna okay, be. I understand. I understand. You're trying. You're trying not to, you know, hit your brothers. What if? But have you bear what with if, me? What if you, you didn't? Just didn't. I know. I know. I don't expect answers. I just wanted to talk about it. Yeah. No, that's good because, um, it's good to not. I, I've been thinking about this recently. Uh, I don't think it's good to seek counsel from your peers. Um, I think it's yeah. good to seek, I think it's good to like discuss your heart with each mm-hmm. other. But um, there's a story in the Bible where Rehoboam, the, the son of Solomon is like, Hey, how do I treat the Northern kingdoms? And the old men are like, Hey, take it easy on him. And his friends, his buddies, his, like his age are like, tell him, tell him my little finger is thicker than my father's loins. That's in the Bible. And then he's it like, is. he's like, my father chastised you with whips. I shall chastise you with scorpions. And then there's a schism. So, yeah. Um, this may be eisegesis, but I'm just like, maybe never ask your friends for advice. That's my, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't want your advice. Let me just make it clear. I, yeah. I am not yeah. on this podcast to get you to tell me what to do, <laughs> but I am on this podcast because I think you are wise and you have insights into things that I struggle with because we have different lives and have had different paths to get to where we are. Mm-hmm. So. Eh. Yes. I think I understand what you were trying to say. Mm-hmm. You, I lost it. That's all right. You want, <laughs> you keep coming to prayer expecting things and. I keep coming to prayer expecting that I've already done the work that I need to do in order to have mm-hmm. a good prayer life. Oh. You know, but having a good prayer life doesn't start from outside of the prayer life. That, prayer life is a wellspring that comes it like right. from within itself. I mean, no, tell that to Ethan every yeah. day in prayer for the past five years, you know? Yeah. It's, it's think, crazy how the crazy thing is that Jesus will like, let us keep coming to him in our complete and utter arrogance and pride without just annihilating us on the spot for being so presumptuous, you know, <laughs> like it's crazy to me. Remember that one guy touched a gold box and he died? That's what we deserve. That's no, that's me. <laughs> gold box, Every the single time. I mean, call it. I think box. people got that. Stop yeah. giving away free Biblecast content. Sorry. <laughs> Save it. I've been trying in my life 
because I feel like I've stopped listening for the prompting of the Holy Spirit. I feel like I was able, I feel like a while ago I was able to like hear it better, but I think in my time as a youth minister, I was like, oh, I, I got what I'm, I know what I'm doing, you know, and just kind of stop listening to the Holy Spirit all that much. So I'm trying to do that more. Nice. Listen to the Holy Spirit more. I agree. Um, I think we yeah. should all do that. I want to listen to the Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner submissions because we haven't had any of those in like three weeks. Oh, you're or right. Rather, we haven't done Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner in that long. I'm sure oh people gosh. are submitting I totally, I totally forgot left, right, and that, center. That, was a, that was a segment. How could you forget about our most popular segment? I know it All right, you came to the right place, you ding-dong. It's called communication, baby. <laughs> um, welcome to Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner, the part of the show sponsored by Catholic Match. Woo! Uh, if you have a, if you want to submit a Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner question, please go follow at Catholic Match on Instagram because yes. that's where they, that's where we post the thing. And yes. if you are a lonely heart part of Sergeant Pepper's club band out there, mm-hmm. that's a thing. Uh, mm-hmm. You should go to catholicmatch.com slash crunch because uh, you'll get to start a free profile, which you would get even if you didn't go to that URL because the profiles are all free. But if you do that, then they'll know that you sent us and they'll 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 love us more. Um, thank you, Catholic Match, for sponsoring this episode of The Crunch. Woo! And especially this segment, Dr. Zeta Corner. Um, here's one. Here goes. We're in our 50s. Should I sleep over? Um, I, don't, I don't know about this. You don't know about this one. I, you don't I, know? Well, let's let's do it and let's see how it goes. But I'm let's see worried. How it goes. I, I definitely saved it for a reason. So let me see how it, <laughs> okay. how it goes. Um, should I stay at his place? Uh, I connected with a wonderful man on CM who lives in another state, about a thousand miles away. We're both in our early fifties, and we've been getting to know each other for two years. Due to sick elderly parents and COVID, we haven't met yet. I'm planning on visiting him in his state within a month. He said he would like for me to stay at his place, but I'm not 100% sure because I know it would be awkward when we first met. What do you think? No. Don't do it. I don't care how old you are. You can't sleep over unless you're married. It does. You don't get an age. There's no age exemption to cohabitation. Even if it it's in another bedroom? Even if it's in another bedroom. I feel like that's so weird. Yeah. One, because of it's weird. And two, because it's like you're not you're not invincible. Yeah, you know? you're not. What are you, superhero? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm, we're not going to sleep in the same bed. I don't care, 50-year-old. Literally the holiest, the holiest man I know, one of the holiest men I know, was like, he was talking about how he, him, when him and his, his then-girlfriend traveled, they would sleep in separate hotel rooms. He was like, I don't trust myself. No. And I was like, you, you don't trust yourself, Wesley? But you're perfect. Be, I trust you. Be as wise as serpents and innocent as doves. As the old scripture says, I just don't think it's a smart <laughs> idea. What? Why are you laughing? We're a, we're a, we're a shrewd as serpents. Shrewd. Be as wily as coyotes. Yes. And roadie as, as runners. <laughs> dang it! Come on, let me do jokes on the podcast. Uh, uh, okay. Um, this one is called "All My Exes Live in Seminary." Nice. Um, this person, yes, listens to The Crunch, so that's great. Uh, can I get the church to pay me for sending guys to seminary? This no. is not a serious inquiry, but I think it's pretty funny. Um, I, I think my is, my, is my microphone still? Yeah, you sound great. ATUSB? Yeah. Whatever. I hope it is. It says unknown on the bottom <laughs> of my, I don't, I don't know. 
if this if this episode sounds bad just stop listening to the podcast it's my fault um i a young catholic woman in her early 20s have noticed a pattern in my life and relationships with men the church and i have the same taste in men nice she's prettier i get it in high school i dated a guy after we broke up he went to seminary in college i started dating a non-religious guy uh and after we broke up he entered the church um and then I guess went to seminary after him. I started seriously talking with another guy and then he walked in with to save a thousand souls. And I cut any romantic dreams right there. Recently, a guy friend I've wanted to hang out with more just as friends has mentioned discerning religious life. I know I'm not the direct cause of this, but I seem to be placed around these people to give them good support and write the letter, the friend letter of recommendation. Uh, since I have this habit of scouting out potential priests and conversions in general, um, I was wondering who I can contact in the church to see about this becoming my actual job. This is a joke, unless someone actually will pay me for this. Um, in all honesty, since I'm out of college now, should I make it a rule that a guy has to discern out of seminary before seriously dating him? It seems like all the guys who actually pray, and it seems like all these guys who actually pray, I could see myself growing closer to Christ with, are thinking about seminary. Um, so what do you think? Should she have like a little rule where she only dates guys who've already discerned out? No. No. I think maybe this is harsh. But I only heard one guy in the story who actually went to seminary. It seems like all the rest of them you just discounted because they mentioned it. <laughs> Ooh, good point. You know what you know what I mean? I, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't want to be rude, but also just because a guy I've read to save a thousand souls, I'm getting married in a week and a half. I I actually own a copy. It's in the it's in the guest room or it's in the living room. It's point. here. You know what I mean? Like what? Uh, just because somebody is open to exploring more about a particular vocation does not mean that they have ruled. There are plenty of seminarians that go on dates with women. Let me just say that straight up and they don't go on dates, but they're like, Hey, I'm home, you know, from seminary. Like, can we get frozen yogurt? And then they go get frozen yogurt. And then wham, six months after that, he's gone. He's out of seminary. He's out of seminary, baby. I think father Anthony's like throwing popcorn at him, making fun of him. Exactly. First thing is stop taking it so seriously. You're not, the cause or solution to any of these problems. <laughs> you're just, you're just there. Um, oh yeah. I definitely think you should not make that a rule. Cause that sounds yeah. like making a rule out of your woundedness. Yeah. Or, or dangerously close to that. So don't, don't do, do that. that. What I, what I need you to do is, uh, reinstate relate romantic ties with the guy who had the book and reconnect with the guy that you were seriously quote unquote talking to, which I don't know what that means. Even though he said he was discerning religious life guys say that kind of stuff all the time because they have no clue what they want, right? Odds are that if a guy really knows that you like him, he's probably going to like you and you guys could date, you know, just like be up front and not be worried. And I, I wouldn't put too much weight or, uh, God will make it very clear whether or not a guy needs to date you or go to seminary. Yes. If, if they're the kinds of guys that you're talking about with the ones that are honestly praying and honestly seeking after him and everything, you're not going to be left hanging. Um, and neither is he. So, yeah, maybe you don't date the one guy in seminary, but the other three guys that you mentioned, open season. Go nuts. Go well, nuts. Well, date one at a time. Like, go on dates with one of them. Don't go all at once. That'd be kind of weird. They'd be like... Yeah, like a, be like that one weird show where, like, everybody was trying to take a girl on a date. It was, like, on MTV or G4 or something like bachelor? that. The Bachelor? No, 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 no. There was a show where... That is The Bachelorette. Maybe, but it's... weird. Do they all go on... So one girl and like four guys go out on a date all at the same time? Not on The Bachelor. Well, yeah, on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. They do I've seen... Time. There's a show that's not The Bachelor and The Bachelorette where 
one like multiple guys take one they girl out on a date. Bachelor. And then and then the weird thing is I remember this is like the one guy starts making out with the one girl and the other two guys are just sitting there just like watching. Wait, I t- <laughs> they're all chained up together, aren't they? I don't know if they're chained they're up together. They're all handcuffed, sounds, isn't it? You know, isn't it? And then they have to like they're all they're all together nope. and that yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's one. That's one of them. That's okay, so Okay, maybe it is. I hope not though. Oh, these dating shows are ridiculous. This is weird, 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 weird. We want to see if people can fall in love without seeing each other's bodies. Okay. <laughs> let's put them in front of a camera. <laughs> let's let's dress them up like the 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 one where they put them in makeup. You know, they they put them in like they put them in like latex makeup. It's on Netflix right now. Uh, no, I don't know about that. It's called Sexy Beasts. Oh, I don't think anything needs to be named that. Nope, nothing needs to be named that except my high school rock band. That was my band's name in high school. Just kidding. Uh, sexybeast.tumblr.com. Don't go to that website. Okay. I- <laughs> All right. But time to, time like- to wrap up the show. <laughs> <laughs> What's weirder in your opinion, The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? I think they're both very weird. They're weird in their own. I I'm I I go back and forth on which one creeps me out more. Um, I can't tell. The the bachelor creeps me out in terms of just like society. Like I feel like mm-hmm. I really hate the dynamic of <laughs> a one man surrounded by twenty women. I get like I get like uh, Babylonian vibes. You know, mm-hmm. just like let's not do that. Yeah. And uh, the energy in the room of the bachelorette mm-hmm. just cringe it yeah. feels like middle school but with guys who work out you know yeah i really don't have any opinions on either of the shows except for that they're bad for i've you. never seen the shows i've only I ever seen youtube them. commentary mm-hmm. videos about mm-hmm. the shows yeah. that recap yeah. the whole season at once and even those are too long <laughs> yeah oh boy well this has been the crunch Two non-bachelors. I guess I'm still technically a bachelor. Not married yet. Technically. Technically. Week and a half, though? Gone. See ya. (laughs) Audi. Uh, Audi. Uh, Next week will be the last episode that I record before my honeymoon. Patrick, you're in charge of recording an episode while I'm gone. Okay. We'll Uh, We'll do a Phoebe cast. A Phoebe cast. That'd be good. I did one with Patrick Tolls and Emma while you were on your honeymoon last that year. That was fun. It was great. So you could do the same thing. Uh, I think it would be very, very good. <laughs> Patreon.com slash the crunch to so that you can sign up and be a member and get the Bible cast straight to your phone, straight to your device. Uh, Facebook.com slash group slash the crunch cast. Great place to meet and talk to people and have a good time. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Stay tuned for my new dating show where I host a room full of uh, focused missionaries and they're all in their first year and they're on the dating fast. And the, 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 the point of the show is if you go on a date, if you secretly go on a date, you're voted off the island. And the person who, um, the person who makes it all the way to the end gets fully funded for that month. Not the whole year. I'm not... You just described my first summer at training. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you, and we will see you all next week.
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.